Welcome to the podcast, A Moon in the Dark, with Ellen Blake. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in a position where things seemed impossible. I know I have. Today, our encouraging word is that nothing will be impossible with God. I sit with my friend Nikki Dishman today, a single mother of two teenage girls, and we discuss the appearance of the angel Gabriel to Mary. One of the best ways to combat stress is to go to Michelle Lane's yoga studio. She has classes that can help you unwind not only your body, but your mind. Look for her at aboutbodies.com. Also go to amooninthedark.com where you can find the ebook that can go with this Christmas story podcast and other resources. Today, I'm so excited to be sitting here with my friend, Nikki. I'm excited as well. Nikki Dishman, I, I have just been so encouraged by seeing you and hearing your stories and seeing your joy over the past, really, what, four or five years we've known each other. Yeah, about that, about four or five years at least, when my mom first started working for General Storage is when we met at a Christmas party. We did. We met at a company Christmas party, and we just had so much fun that night. Mm-hmm. And everyone since. <laughs> <laughs> And your story is just unique and special and so many parts to your story. But tell us about your family. Well, let's start with Maddie. And Maddie has special needs. Uh, she was born prematurely and with some, some difficulties. And she has a syndrome called charge syndrome. She requires a lot of care. Um, but she, even with her challenges, is such a light of God. I mean, she just is just love. All I can say is she's just love. And then after Maddie came Kaylee. Yes. <laughs> Challenging as well, but in different ways. Yes. Um, has been wonderful with Maddie and showing Maddie so many different things. When, as soon as Kaylee started walking, Maddie decided it was time to walk, you know, so. What so. are their age differences and what, how old are they now? They're 24 months apart and they are 15 and 13. Maddie's 15, Kaylee's 13. It's so much fun to watch them together. I know, Kaylee being the big little sister. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, um, again, so glad you're here. We're going to jump into the scripture. We're in Luke 1. And we're, so far, we've seen Gabriel come to appear to Zechariah in the temple. And now, He is going to come to someone else. So we're going to start in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at the statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. But Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? 
The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason also the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth herself has conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called infertile is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the Lord's bondservant. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So first we want to just acknowledge that God is working and moving. God is still initiating. And the clues here we find about Jesus, because we want to, first and foremost, our goal is to crack open the Christmas story and see what do we know about this baby Jesus. So in verse 32 and 33, the angel says a few things, that he will be the son of the Most High. His father, or the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, which would have told Mary that he would be the king of the Jews that they've been waiting for. Right now, Herod is the king, and he's not a real king of the Jews. And, of course, he was a horrible ruler. Um, But then when the, the angel says he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end, she would know, would have known for a fact that that was the Messiah for all people. So... It's exciting to see what the angel says about Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit we see hovering, well, it says overshadowing her, coming upon her, which reminds me of Genesis 1 when the Holy Spirit hovers over the waters in creation. So the Holy Spirit has a part here, and we see God the Father and God the Son. But I want to ask you, Nikki, what do you see, first of all, that challenges you in this passage? Well, there were so many things, but what stood out to me most was that if, you know, if God felt he needed to send his son, you know, to save us, that I really need to thrive to be more like Jesus. The the sacrifice that he knew before he ever came here that he was going to have to make and everything that he was going to have to endure for me, for the sins he knew I was going to commit. So just to thrive to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely just to thrive. That it's so sweet that you saw that in this passage that even in this very beginning that he he was leaving his throne above to come down. Yes. To humble himself, which is a sweet thing to see. Absolutely. In this passage. Yeah. He just kept thinking you have to thrive if he's going to go through all of this, you know, to sacrifice and put himself in the flesh knowing what he was going to endure. I need to thrive to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, what challenges me is Mary's sweet attitude. Um, I mean, the difference in her question to Gabriel and Zachariah's question is huge. It may seem similar at the beginning, but Zachariah's question was really unbelief. And, and, Hers is more of confusion. Like, how will this happen? Because there's not a man, you know. And so she's not giving, um, she's not really talking back, I think, at all here. And the, the end of it, when she says in verse 38, Behold the Lord's bondservant. May it be done to me according to your word. A bondservant was someone who would voluntarily 
give themselves over to someone to be a slave. And in my mind, another, I think, translation may say handmaiden or uh, it's just that idea that she, whatever he would want, she would do, no matter how hard it would be or how unknown the outcome would be. So I'm thinking that she knew, we don't, we don't know exactly what she would know about being the mother of the Messiah. But I think she knew pretty quickly that this would be hard because she would have been found with child before she was married. Yes. So the town would most likely have shamed her. Yeah, not accepted, yes. Probably for forever. Mm. And they could have even stoned her. Absolutely. So I think she knew in this moment how glorious and difficult this would be. But she just basically said, whatever you say. And I want to be able to do that as well. I want to be ready to obey and to trust. There's a trust in that submission that just trust that the Lord knows better and that he'll work and he'll help me do whatever he's saying to do. So I want to be obedient. And not ask why. <laughs> just trust and not ask why. Mm-hmm. Why me? Yes, not ask. Yes, I did that a lot. I could have done that a lot with Maddie and chose not to ever say, why me? Why me? Why is this situation happening to me? And I am so glad that I never did. I'm so glad that I never did because God has so blessed me with so much love and so much opening my eyes to things that instead of looking at it as a curse, this is a blessing. And don't get me wrong, there's been so many challenges with Maddie and with all of that, but so much good, so much joy, and so much blessing as well. So tell me a little bit more about her current situation. What can she do, and what what are her limitations, so that, so that people kind of get a feeling? She walks, but she has a little, you know, she has some balance issues. Um, she does not communicate verbally, but she does communicate through showing you what she wants or through eye contact. Um, I have an, un, you know, her language between, you know, her and I is, <laughs> it's funny, but um, she does have limitations, but I don't want to say that she does either because she does, <laughs> she surprises me from day to day. Mm. So, I mean, she can feed herself. Where, you know, the doctors told me she would never walk, she would never talk, she couldn't see, she couldn't hear. You know, all these things being told from the very get-go, and she definitely walks. She definitely says words. Um, so, you know, nothing's impossible. Yes, and so <laughs> that reminds me of what what stands out to us here. The and it, it kept coming back to me. That is what kept coming back to me in this passage, that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Yes. So verse 37, the angel is telling telling her and encouraging her that Elizabeth has even conceived in her old age and encouraging her that she's not alone and that nothing will be impossible with God. And so tell me more about how that stood out to you. Well, I was 33 before I ever got pregnant and was told... Not by one doctor, but by two, that even if I did ever conceive a child that I would never carry to term, 
because of medical things that were going on with me. So to not only be able to conceive, but then to carry, um, even as much as when I found out I was pregnant with Maddie, laying in a hospital bed, waiting to go in for my eighth surgery for the medical thing that was going on with me. And, you know, just to find that you're pregnant, not only are you pregnant, but then you carried and had a baby. And just to get that blessing, you know, and to think it's never going to happen. You're never going to have children. And now, wow, look, I've got two. <laughs> I, love I it. have two, yes. yes. So, yeah, blessed me with two. Just when you think, you know, and then he says, hey, nothing's impossible. <laughs> okay. And then what did the doctors tell you about Maddie? Several things they told me. They gave me worst case scenario. She, Like I said, she would never walk. She would never talk. She couldn't see. She couldn't hear. And I knew when I was walking across her bed with her eyes tracking me that that baby could see me because she didn't take her eyes off of me. Mm. Yes. And then there's a story about when... The doctors told you she couldn't hear, and you finally, I think you took a video maybe? Yes, 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 yes. She had a, a certain toy. Actually, she would hear the beep of the recorder come on, so I had to hide it underneath a cushion on the couch and trick her. And, yeah, I had a video recorder and took it to her speech therapist, her physical therapist, and we all had a big meeting, and I popped that tape into the VCR, and they all were like, Wow. So, yeah. Because they had said that she couldn't hear. Yeah, that she couldn't hear. And she was knew. severe to profoundly deaf, yes. Your mother's intuition and your knowing her and studying her, you knew she could hear. So. I absolutely knew she could hear. Well, it's encouraging to me, and I'm sure to our listeners, your, just your joy and your faith and just how... I mean, your, your daily life can be quite trying, you know, even sleep and all, you know, Maddie has issues that, you know, that are hard on the whole family, but you just are full of joy. And if things are hard, you are optimistic and you are trusting the Lord that he's going to get you. Absolutely. And I have to say it's, it is the Holy Spirit. I ask for the Holy Spirit to fill me and to fill me with that joy because I would so much rather be filled with that joy than to be bitter and hateful and why. No, you don't want to be that way. I want to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So that's what I'm going to ask for but, every day when my eyes open. <laughs> but it hasn't always been that way, though. No, it hasn't. You've had times in your life that weren't characterized by that joy. No, absolutely. absolutely. That's why I can relate to what I had here and what I have now. I don't want to be where I was there. You know, after... A, a tragic event in my life with my sister. Yeah, I don't, that's not where I want to be. So what do you think changed? What, where, where do you think the point was that changed for you that? Uh, the birth of my daughter, the birth of Maddie, having her come into my life. I know that God gave me her to teach me how to love, to teach me so many things. I'll never be able to teach Maddie what she's taught me. Never, ever, ever. The love that that child has and the things that she has shown me, the patience that she's taught me <laughs> is amazing because I did not used to have the patience that I have. So, yeah. And the challenge. You know, when I, I, I guess I should have been careful when I asked God for, you know, 
challenge me. <laughs> I, I'm tired of being bored. Challenge me. He said, here you go. And it has not been a dull moment since. Yes. But what are some things that help you to focus on him and have that joy? What are some things that help me focus on him? Um, not wanting to be where I was. Not wanting to be the person that I was. And the only way I'm not going to be that person is to focus on God. Mm. Absolutely. And you have to do that all the time. And depend on Him and count on Him for everything. I ask for Him to be there with me, holding my hand all the time. That's mm -hmm. what helps me stay filled full of the joy that I do. Because as soon as I start to wander from that in one direction... Yeah. It doesn't take long. It wouldn't take long. You just have to stay filled with that. Well, it's overflowing in you to everyone around you. And so we're just delighted that you would sit down with me today and share a little bit about who you are um, and some of your story. So thank you, Nikki. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for having me. It's been my honor and my privilege. Thanks so much. Remember, if you're looking for a Christ-centered approach to yoga, Michelle Lane's studio is a sanctuary of stress relief and relaxation. Check her out at aboutbodies.com. Also, please rate and review the podcast and check out amoonandthedark.com. Join us next time as we travel with Mary to see her cousin Elizabeth. And remember today that the angel Gabriel promised that nothing will be impossible with God. I leave you with peace for your day and peace for your night.